Hey everybody, I'm Joe from Archery World. Henry with Archery World as well. And this weekend we are down at Redding, California for the Outdoor Mark Nationals. So um, we're both shooting into competition today, but we're going to talk about uh, what it is and how it works and uh, how uh, we set up our gear for that. So we've not done a podcast in a little bit. We've been uh, opening a couple of new locations, so we apologize for that, but we are open up in Lacey, Washington. We're also open up in the battleground uh, location also. So now it's uh, outdoor tournament season. So Henry, um, what bow are you shooting for this tournament? So uh, I built up a Citation 36 for this bow, or for this shoot. Um, 60 pounds, 29 and a half inch draw length running uh, Black Eagle X Impacts and uh, for this, I use a, uh, a green fiber in the middle of a four-power scope. And are you shooting a button or a hinge? A uh, hinge. And what hinge? The Trueball Fulcrum Flex. All right. And uh, so the, this is the end of the first day of the scoring competition. You shoot 25 targets. And what target did you start on? Uh, we started on target 15, which is a 45-yard uh, white goat target. All right. And um, how'd you do for the day? Dropped to misread some wind on one and then had a dip bang little bobble on a uh, up steep uphill 20 yard target that's probably one of the toughest targets on the course. Is that where the goat used to be? Yep, those uphill goats. Yep, we were talking about it when we were there. So we were just ahead of you, it sounds like. Um, so, how this works is in Reading, uh, there's 70 targets that are marked and uh, you shoot two arrows each. There's an orange dot in the middle of it and uh, if you hit that orange dot with your arrow, you get 11 points. So the possible score for each target is uh, 22. And we shoot 25 targets the first day, 25 the second, and 20 the last day. Normally, there's about 1,800 people here at this event. And this year, there's about, uh, I don't know the actual numbers, but it's about 800 people. Is that right? Yeah, about 800. And um, they're... they're they did an outstanding job. The club that runs the shoot is called Straight Arrow Bow Hunters. Um, they are awesome. Um, they put so much work into this shoot, and they prepped the grounds as if it was going to have the maximum capacity if it were allowed to to begin with, but due to COVID restrictions, they couldn't. So they had a pre-register online, which is unusual for them, and then they even practicing, you had to um, pre-register for that too on a blind draw that they do the day before. Um, so this, so you shot, we call it the Canyon there. So if you're familiar with Redding and you didn't get to shoot it, um, we're sorry about that, but the Canyon didn't have a lot of wind in it today, but as you got near the top, it started swirling around a little bit. Um, so you were a couple of targets behind us. Uh, we noticed the same thing. There's not near as much shade as there used to be because in 2018, there was a massive fire that, uh, burned about half the club, um, so all the shade got burned away and uh, now there's a lot more open so um what's the atmosphere like here to you as far as crowd and positivity about the shoot yeah i mean everybody's happy to be shooting it seems like even the people that aren't shooting the best understand because we haven't been here for a year they canceled the shoot last year right so last time we would have shot it was 2019 right after the big fires and everything so i think everybody's pretty happy overall just at the fact that there's shoots going on and stuff like that and 
It's surprising the fact that we're still able to shoot our bows in the state of California with them having a match with Oregon and Washington on who's stricter on COVID restrictions, right? But, you know, I, I think overall everybody's just happy to be out, be with people, doing things that they like and, and not being stuck inside and forced to do things, you know? Yeah. Well, and you can tell that plays on you how physically. I know for me you got to drink tons more water i mean we're in direct sun here everything's super bright um and i I don't know how many gallons of water i've drank since i've been here but it's still not enough um what would you say as far as like your physical you know well-being while you're here oh yeah i mean today was the hottest i've been in in i don't know how long i mean we're in it a little bit yesterday right but not as long as today and i don't know i mean i i drank more water than i probably ever have here and still got dehydrated today so it's just it it gets to a point where it's just hard to keep up you feel like you're drinking and drinking and drinking and you know you're just behind the curve i guess so yeah well and that you know that might not affect you as much today if you're a little dehydrated as it could on day two or day three if you don't rehydrate correctly and if and since so many people have been restricted and so many states have so many different regulations put on them right now about shoots being shut down or canceled that comes into play here i know there's a lot of people i talk to that they haven't got to shoot near as much as they want for their bow and and get sighted in so i think that's part of the enjoyment there's not as much expectation on how they should do in their mind so it it maybe helps them a little bit if they don't shoot the perfect shot because they know they've not put ten thousand down range right you and I are kind of in that same boat because we've been busy building shops, right? right. So, yeah. you know, but overall, I, I feel like still with everybody's lack of preparation that they've had for this and all sorts of stuff, you know, I feel like everybody's got pretty high spirits with how everything is. And, you know, there's still some good scores being shot. There's a couple people that cleaned it today, a couple people at one down, a couple people at two down. So, you know, it's going to be one of those years that, it's still going to take three down or better to probably win this weekend. Yeah. Well, and going back and talking about that, you know, about the last few months, uh, what we've been doing, you know, as archery world, um, you know, Henry runs the battleground location that just opened. Uh, he, uh, has been, but he helped me build out Lacey, uh, along with a lot of other people that helped out. But, um, while we're waiting on battleground to open, he was, uh, up there and we were building and putting up, osb and drywall and two by sixes and california corners and horse mat stalls horse mat all stalls yeah all of it getting the range ready for that shop uh so um your prep for vegas how <laughs> how'd that go well i shot two days before vegas in like three weeks and neither one of them i shot a 300 and how'd I, you do in vegas then i went to vegas shot two 300s and then missed one on the last day just just barely just made it made an iffy shot and th- those go 50 50 and and it went the 50 percent of the direction that i didn't want it to instead of the right. other way around so right. so you're saying the shoulder workout program that you were on for the last month and a half paid off <laughs> must have worked or done something <laughs> it made you strong so no um that sacrifice to get the shops opens we we certainly appreciate um, but you just have a natural skill, and not many people can do what you do when it comes to walking in and, and shooting that, uh, even down a point. You know, everybody kind of dreams of, of being that in that 
lucky dog or better, right? So um, you were oh, yeah. just you were just there. Yep, and, and you know that's the thing is I put I put countless hours of preparation into it in years past, and you know these last couple of years are probably the least amount of practice I've ever had in my entire archery career. But you know sometimes life gets in the way and you just deal with it the best that you can. You know, at the end of the day, most people still kind of know how to make a good shot and how to how to function and aim and do all that stuff. It's just the only the only part that you typically struggle with is just kind of the muscle memory. You know, like today, I I noticed myself getting fatigued towards the end. That's just lack of practice in my mind. You know, if you're getting fatigued through the shots and stuff like that, it's just only only thing that's going to fix that is just practice. You know, it's kind of like when you're running. Or you're doing something you start getting fatigued towards the end you know it's just all that all that preparation and stuff is usually what helps yeah well um i shot uh, i think two targets ahead of you i'm down eight i didn't shoot the best i've ever shot that but i'll shoot i shot okay for me but i could have shot better for sure there wasn't a shot my bow didn't go on call you know i didn't have any rogue arrows everything i did i knew i missed i'm shooting tiny x10s and and it makes me want to set up some carnivores, which is like a, a .245, you know, just a, uh, over a quarter of an inch arrow instead of a really, really tiny arrow. Because not that I shouldn't shoot better, but I would have caught about three more points than I did or four more points than I did because I missed about three or four shots by less than a sixteenth of an inch, you know. Uh, and uh, it is not the arrow's fault or the bow's fault. It is just plain old missed shots. Um, but there's some, you know, they don't give you any gimmies here, really. Um, you got to work at them. Yeah, and I, I think arrow diameter plays a, a factor here. Um, the best scores I've ever shot have all been with what would be considered larger diameter arrows in today's archery society, right? Like, everybody here thinks they need X10s or uh, X-impacts or deep impacts or revelations or Carbon Express nanos or any of that stuff, and you know I, i've shot my best scores here with a pro hunter you know gold tip pro hunter or gold tip ultralight yeah you know just a standard diameter arrow i feel like their standard diameters are easier to tune and this and that but you know i i've got the x impact shooting good but i think when i get home i'm going to play with some carnivores as well uh some 350s put 140 grains in the front of them 150 if i can find it and just run that for a little while that's funny because I know we were talking about this earlier. I'm probably going to do close to the same thing. But now that the shops are built and we're done being construction guys and we can be archery guys again, um, we'll have time to be able to shoot against your X-Impacts, against the carnivores in windy conditions. You yep. know, you got fit. You need to shoot those in fishtailing winds and side winds and everything else so that you can build confidence that that arrow is going to have a certain amount of drift. We all migrate to the tiny arrows outside because we feel like the wind drift will come into play. But uh, I have shot some bigger diameter arrows that don't drift very much more when you get the right setup than a small diameter too. So if you can take the time to find that, sometimes you'll end up with a, a better option when a bigger diameter shaft that won't drift around as much as you would imagine. Right. Now, so... It you know, and vein, vein has a little bit to do with that too. Certain veins get a little bit more wind drift, and so there, there's a lot of variables that go into drift and all that stuff. Um, I, I, I'm not a huge FOC guy. I'm an overall point weight person, 
or overall weight of the arrow I feel like helps out more with wind drift than anything but I do run a heavier grain point because they don't make super heavy standard diameter arrows nobody does right so right. I'm trying to get my overall mass weight up but slow my bow down to a controllable speed that I feel like when I make a shot it's going to hit behind the pin do all that stuff and then you know that that's where the point weight comes in handy for me it's not based off of the front and center of the arrow right right you're trying to make the tip move around less in the wind yeah but sometimes a byproduct if you get too light of a shaft and too heavy of a point you get the foc that some people are talking about and kind of desire but what happens is the tail can fish tail a little bit more in the heavy winds that's why the heavier overall shaft can come into play that's why i like the pro hunters and i like that weight of a shaft because it doesn't the waste distributed across the whole thing instead of just in, you know, the point. Exactly. Um, so, what veins are you running on your arrows right now? Uh, the AAE shield cut two inch veins. The, the classic uh, target vein that it, most people use. Yep, I've been running those for about six years now. Had pretty good luck with them. Um, they shoot good. I, I like the that they're not terribly tall on profile and things like that i've shot certain veins in the past uh you know i've, I've always liked flex fletch 187s those are pr a pretty good you know yeah. vein uh, uh gas pros a new one that's out those are really good veins so you know yeah. the the tack veins that just came out they're nice my only concern with them is they they got a pretty high profile and so i'm wondering if you know with that height that they're going to have a little bit more drift on the back of the arrow than something with a little bit lower tighter profile well, and that's just more of a you got to try it out and so you kind of went to the tried and true right now that doesn't mean you're not going to put tack veins on and see what they feel like when you're shooting in the wind when you're trying these against the carnivores that you're going to set up right um i'm shooting the flex flex 187 but when i set up carnivores there's no way i'm shooting that small of a vein on that big of a shaft i'll change what i'm doing too so i don't know exactly what i'll do yet i may run a um you know if i'm going to stay in a three fletch configuration it'll probably be uh, a 2.0 um you know a flex fletch 2.0 uh, maybe in even a four fletch, uh, maybe in the three fletch. It depends on how much control I feel like I need in the back. Um, but those are all experiments, and you need the time to do it. And um, the summertime is a good time to do it. So, um, what do you? What's your plan for tomorrow? I mean, tell us your strategy. I know it. I just want you to let everybody else know it. What's your strategy for tomorrow? How are you going to end your day today? And what are you going to do as you go back to the hotel and and uh, come here tomorrow honestly like i i get into a routine at shoots and so like last night we came here we practiced a little bit you know hung out here because we got a booth and everything right and then just went had dinner went back to the hotel tried to get some sleep tonight be the same thing leave here go get some dinner kind of clean up a little bit get all the dirt off and everything and then uh have an early night be here at eight o'clock you know we're starting shooting at eight o'clock i i typically don't fire any practice arrows in the morning i just go to the first target and that's kind of the practice one for me um it's good and bad but it's just what i've always done uh 
So I kind of kind of keep it pretty mellow. Try not to have a late night or anything like that. You don't go out partying with all the people and commiserate how good or bad they shot? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> those guys, it, if you shot good or bad today, you're just going to be worse tomorrow. So yeah, pretty much. If you want you want to have a chance of winning or doing anything good, you know, and at, at two down today, I, I'd have to clean the next two days to have a pretty good chance of winning because I think three down is going to be the score that wins it this year. But, you know, anything's possible. I mean, I, I could find find it a little bit more tomorrow. You know, I just made a couple personal mistakes today, and maybe tomorrow I don't make any. Maybe tomorrow I make more. You know, you just never know. Day-to-day, right. uh, day, it's never a given. You know, the plan is to always come here and shoot good, right? But good's kind of relative to the person and shot style and this and that and conditions and all that stuff so right well you're not we'll do uh three podcasts in a row here we're going to try to do one at the end of each day and and talk about this and talk about how that works on on multiple day shoots so the routine and the management kind of that course management you're talking about that's uh that's a big part of the strategy for everybody is this you can't make yourself shoot good if you can't you just it's not possible to make yourself shoot good you're either going to or you're not because you put in all the time and effort and all the thousands of arrows that you've done prior right so the um what about um what's so kind of go over what you're planning on shooting tomorrow i know you're going to shoot the long stuff as well right so yeah so we got the long stuff tomorrow so we got bigfoot we should have the elk herd we should have Tomorrow's going to be our tough day. Um, but the biggest thing for me going into that is just trying to play it smart. Um, you know, waiting for the wind, really pay attention to the wind more so than anything else. I mean, today today was our easier day, right? But we got a lot of our angles out of the way, all of our ups and downs and, and stuff like that. So now not that the rest of the course is necessarily flat because you're still dealing with angles but now we're starting to deal with longer stuff and so now you got wind and all that stuff that plays a little bit more of a factor than when you're shooting these 20 to 40 yard shots which was i I would say 40 was our average today right Mm -hmm. so the biggest thing for me is just getting up watching the wind there's typically not wind flags so you're just kind of looking at trees and bushes and being observant of things around um, what you feel at the shooting station because obviously you don't have flags or any you know nothing down at the target so it's kind of just a crab shoot of what you're really judging but if you just play it you can you can work it pretty good and i didn't work it i didn't play it very good on the top of the canyon i uh felt some wind and and gave it a little too much and then i fired on the air of the wrong side and but i i also feel like i'm dealing with just a slightly too long of a draw length and so that kind of plays a factor into i think why i missed a couple today but you know and was the second one so one was an uphill shot you missed was the second one up or downhill it was downhill okay so I, I missed the uphill 20-yarder, and then I missed the the standing uphill bears in the canyon, which, you know, that's kind of one of the most talked-about targets at this range. You either love it or hate it, and the wind is probably the most difficult part of that target. The dot size is, is 
a little small for the respective distance, but it's also... That's part of the game, right? Yep, it's yeah. just part of the game. Everybody's got to deal with it, so it's not talked... You know, that, that portion's not talked about, about it, you know, about it, but it's just the wind, you know, you're, you're in a canyon, you're at the top, it's in a bowl, and so wind could be going one way where you're standing wind could be going the opposite way at the target and you know everybody's like oh well that sounds like you just aim in the middle but you got to remember you know it's going faster out of your bow as it starts slowing down you still got to accommodate for what it's doing once that arrow starts losing trajectory right and so there's there's a lot to to play in the wind and, and all sorts of stuff so well that's the one that I always come into here wanting to do that, and I finally did it this year. I had there was just a little win. I broke two very very clean shots, so I shot two X's at twelve o'clock, and I was happy. My arrows were almost touching because um, that that one I'd normally struggle on. So it's probably been four years since I've cleaned that target. Um, and uh, of course, I've started the next shot after the bears are like a a thirty five yard uphill big dot target, and I missed one of those out left. So, so everything I thought I'd done on the bear, I lost again. Uh, and uh, so that's just how it comes. You know, I pushed a bow uphill with my bow arm, and I shouldn't have, and it broke out left. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that an, another day about, like, I think I'm a candidate for a V-bar because my bar's on the left side, but it pendulums a little bit more, the bow, if I push my arm out. And that's, of course, a human error problem, but it can be corrected with some stabilization so I got to experiment with some of that uphill shots uh, on stiff arming the bow a little too much. Um, so that's all part of that that plan as we talk about outdoor stabilization and, and uh, arrow setups again. So to wrap it up, we'll talk again tomorrow. We'll do the same thing. We'll see how your long day goes. You'll shoot Bigfoot tomorrow. You'll shoot the 77. Uh, what, will you shoot the, there's a bison at 77 yard downhill. I think you shoot it. Uh, I believe we shoot the elk herd tomorrow. You'll shoot the elk herd, the 88, the 77, and I think you shoot the 101 yep. along with us. And then there's all, all kinds of mixed bag in between, you know, 55 to 60, 40, 30, everything in between. So if, if you want, you can go to Straight Arrow Bow Hunters, uh, their website. They have a course map on there, and you can kind of pick up and follow along where uh, Henry is. And uh, tomorrow you're going to start on target, you remember? 40. So you're going to start on target 40 tomorrow, so you can kind of uh, hear a little bit of play-by-play on how things go uh, tomorrow afternoon. So I appreciate you guys for uh, being patient with us as we built these other shops and got things going again. But we're going to try to hit the podcast regularly again. We're going to do uh, two more in a row here at Reading, and then we'll go back to our weekly podcasts again as we talk about outdoor setups, and we'll talk about how this the carnivores versus the XM packs going too. So anything else, Henry? No, I think that covers today. All right. Well, appreciate you guys t- tuning in. Yep. Be sure to check us out on at archeryworld.net. That's the website that we have for all the shops. Or the Instagram is archeryworldproshop.